What's up, everyone? This is Goldilocks, former TNA backstage interviewer, manager, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line podcast. Thanks for being here. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 206 of the TNA Crossline Podcast. I am Bob Gong Jr. With me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, first off, Merry Christmas Eve. Um, Merry Christmas Eve to you. Happy holidays. Oh, you're not very excited at all. Um, We had a teaser of a Christmas gift at the end of uh, last week's Impact, which also kind of started at uh, Turning Point. Sting appears to be part of a little army of men, which would consist of Team 3D, Christian Cage, and Rhino to potentially combat AMW, Jeff Jarrett, and Team Canada. He has not appeared yet, but at the closing of the episode, Cage, Team 3D, Rhino were out saying, you ready for a war? And guess whose music played? Fucking Sting. Mm -hmm. So Dallas... Here on the Christmas Eve episode. Is Sting going to grace us with his presence? No. Um, you know, what a great what a great question, right? I think that's... They, they keep teasing it, but unfortunately, we've heard the rumors. I don't know if it's true. I don't actually... I mean, I literally read the notes for the next you know two shows here, and I can't remember if it's even mentioned again, but the rumor was... That he was going to potentially be on the New Year's Day special to sign the contract. Oh, yeah, you did say that. And I also but, should note Mounty, Mounty Brown is part of Jared's crew now as well. Forgot to mention it. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if that's accurate. I don't know if he's going to show up there or if they're going to hold it onto the um, new set of tapings, the first set of tapings of 2006, um, and then essentially be on the first full episode of Impact. Or are they really going to make us wait until final resolution to even see the man called Sting uh, in the impact zone? I wouldn't honestly be surprised. If they are smart, he is not appearing on impact before the pay-per-view. Yeah, I agree. There's no way. And, And, you know, the thing is, this, this is different, right? So Genesis, we had Christian Cage come. On um, Turning Point, we had the announcement, essentially, that Sting was coming. Um, But once again, before those shows, there was no teases, nothing. And that was a lot of criticism, especially with Christian Cage, specifically. They teased, like, oh, there's a big thing going on. Well, we are building for, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, it's essentially six episodes of Impact, if you count the New Year's day special i think and um to build to final resolution and you know that thing's coming for six weeks i mean that's a lot better than what we've been kind of doing here recently i'm all about a slow build i love slow builds it's good storytelling 
and then there's a payoff to it. Um, now, when you were saying, uh, would he be on the New Year's Day special or the next taping? I can't imagine doing the New Year's Day special just because I doubt you're going to get the full amount of eyes on that because people are going to be watching right. the New Year's Day TV things. Right, right. And I, I think know. that's like a, that's Clark a trick. and shit like that. Right, totally. Um, which is like the tricky part of this. Like, um, obviously, next week's episode is our New Year's Eve special. Um, and I believe, we'll see if we talk about it again, but I believe the whole point was like that was going to air between eight and nine, if I'm remembering correctly. And then we're going to wait a few hours because there's like Ultimate Fighter on or whatever UFC show. And then at midnight, we have a special coming out. And they were going to, the rumor was they're going to do a countdown and there's going to do a sting signing and there's going to be like the first match of 2006. We don't know what that is right now. Um, but yeah, you're right. A lot of people aren't going to watch that. I mean, let's be real. Do you recall um, if you watched it? I absolutely did not. To, to my knowledge, um, I do not recall watching that. Yeah, there's no way I did. I don't remember that. I mean, in 2006, I mean, I probably, I was so young. It, it, to me, it, Shark 2 in 2005, right? It's I was so young that I probably didn't even like realize it was on a different time. Mm. You know, You know what I mean? Like, it probably was just like, oh, it's not on when I would normally watch it or whatever. I also... I don't even know how consistently I was watching. I have no idea. I, I wish I had better memory of it because it was either I was catching like replays or I was catching it live, but like not consistently. I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I. Because it, it would be Saturday night. It would be like it was like the velocity time slot. So I would definitely catch it pretty regularly especially in like 2000 yeah 2006 and stuff like that hmm. i'd be watching it you know right quote unquote live first at first run airing right um uh, some other things though that uh happened on our last episode that i think we should mention is uh, but one of bob's favorite all-time favorite uh cruiserweight wrestlers made their debut uh, shannon moore yeah. was seen up on the ramp holding a sign that says the X Division needs to get punked. Uh, that was during the uh, Matt Bentley versus Alex Shelley match. We'll run down the card uh, here in a minute as well. Uh, so that happened. <coughs> Shannon also, Moore is arguably the least entertaining member of Three Count. Wow. That and is messed are, up. And people are going to be saying, Bob, there's Evan Courageous. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Evan Courageous was so bad that he was actually kind of entertaining in the process. I mean, he had a, a storyline with Medusa, which was horrible, but as a result, oh, I, entertaining. I Shannon Moore that. provided nothing. Oh, stop there was it. there was a match in WWE. It was like I was on a SmackDown, and I can't fucking remember who it was against. Maybe Jamie Noble or something. And Shannon Moore looked real good. I was like, holy shit, this is like the best Shannon Moore match I've ever seen in my life. Maybe this guy's turned the corner. Maybe he's, you know, figured it out. And then I've, you know, continued reviewing all of 2002. And Shannon Moore just progressively got worse and worse. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? You know, this is like the Mattitude era. When he's right. a Mattitude follower or whatever. 
I don't know. I've not ever really been a fan of Shannon Moore. And now this fucking punk punk rock gimmick or whatever attitude. It's not a gimmick because it's actually like him. So persona. Um, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't really click with me. I um, when I was younger and I remember seeing Ink Ink, dude. Come on. Fuck. OK, we're not talking about Ink Ink here. Okay, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about um, that's probably where my hatred punked. really is. I think you know what? I think you're probably right on the spot with that. That's probably why you're hating on Shannon Moore right now. Yeah, that's probably what because like Cause 2010 I, impact that I was reviewing and I would yeah. see Jesse Neal and fucking Shannon Moore. I'd be like, how are they getting a tag team title match on pay per view right now? <laughs> I see. I think <laughs> no yeah, way. I think you're being biased because of that. Because yeah, I am. But when I was younger, and like by the way, I was not like a huge. Um, shannon moore mark when i was a child by any means but i remember <laughs> seeing pictures of this this like punk rock shannon moore like look on impact with the sign on like the website and being like you know this dude looks wicked cool and i i think i've told the story before about oh the, this is so silly um i used to like print out stuff and i definitely remember printing out the x division needs to get punk shannon moore picture I printed that shit out on the home computer. For what? I have no... I don't know. Um, it's just like... I guess that's like what I used to do when I wanted to like save something. So it was like... I remember when Kane got unmasked on Raw, I printed out... Oh, dude, I, yeah. I like printed out the picture. Because the only picture I could find was like two inches big, maybe. I don't even think news. they had that... I don't even think they had that on the WWE website. It was... I could not find it. I remember. I remember. I spent days... Yeah. Trying to find because I missed it. I, I fell asleep. Oh, I, I watched it. I watched it, and then I was like, I need to like remember this. Yeah. So I tried to find it on like the school computer the next day, and I was like, WWE.com. and they're like, Yeah, fuck you. There's no picture of him. Yeah. So I you Google it or whatever, and then yeah, you're right. There was like literally, it was this to big, the dude. upper left corner is yes. what would load up, and I was like, How the fuck? Yeah. This is so stupid. So I think I used to do that instead of like saving pictures to my computer i think i would print stuff out and like put it in a folder and be like this is right. like my my wrestling stuff um but i remember doing it with this shannon Moore holding the sign exhibition i i dude i vividly remember doing it and i don't know why i have no reason but anyway <laughs> i remember when kane when they when he took his mask off and he looked over and i was like oh my god his face is going to be deformed now mind you it's 2003 and i'm aware that wrestling is like not real you know i've known for a long time at that point yeah but, but i still ex- thought there'd be something wrong with his face yeah and it's fucking makeup dude they put the makeup but see they was so it was so like quick if you're young enough you're like oh my god he's burned and then it's like but it, yeah. then the more you see it you're like oh that's so so bad yeah that's just makeup that was running down his face because yeah. he's sweating Exactly, dude. And yeah, then his fucking hair, hair is like, he has hair. a horrible haircut. <laughs> but oh my god. This is so oh stupid. Yeah, but then like the next week or whatever, and I know well, I'm going off on that TNA stuff, but who cares? I uh watched it and like he's all chained up and bald and he's got a towel over his head. I'm like, this guy didn't commit murder, he just got his he got his mask taken off. What are we what are we doing? Wait, that's such a good point. You don't really think about that part, huh? You didn't become some like like insane asylum guy like the next week like what that was pretty i mean that was a pretty good 
don't know. That's pretty. That's I think they did pretty well. That's the best cane run. Yes, I like think it is. That might be like the best. It's. I mean, he does some crazy shit. Like he like, legit tortures Shane McMahon and stuff. Yeah, he fucking lit JR on fire. He tombstone Lita. Oh, like holy shit, man! Yeah, that's good stuff. And they didn't put um, the time. Fuck you. Triple. Speaking of good stuff, we had another debut. <laughs> uh, Dave Hebner, for mm. some reason, um, was scouting several matches. Um, it is noted in the Observer that apparently Earl Hebner is also going to be coming in, um, mm. but it was it was very very clear that this was Dave Hebner, and Mike Tenay was trying to be like, which one is it? But it was very, very clear because for some reason Dave's head is bigger. Um, so you could very much tell that it was Dave Hebner. Um, Dave, and Dave also said, Dave Meltzer says, unless they have a brilliant idea, I don't think they do. This is so bad. So um, essentially he says that, I th- he says, I think that the deal is Dave Hebner is going to be running shows in Virginia in a promotion backed by auto racer Hermie Sadler. So we remember him. Yeah. Uh, who did have a few matches here, and they're going to be using TNA talent. Now, I don't know for sure. You'd have to confirm with me, Bob. Is it, could, could that be UWF? That's absolutely UWF. And are we going to see a little bit of a tie-in here with Dave Hebner scouting talent for Hermie Sadler, and then they're going to even mention these sh- shows on Impact? I don't know. I'm kind of. Um, I don't know if there is going to be any type of direct mention of UWF. I. Oh shit! I didn't know that. I didn't know. I honestly thought it was just Hermie Sadler that owned, uh, owned that. But no, Dave, Dave and Earl do too. Oh yeah, look at that! It says right <laughs> wow. there. Well, there's our connection. Now, see, in hindsight, knowing all this stuff, that makes it a little bit more interesting of like why Dave Hebner was here. <laughs> but obviously, you're yeah. watching these shows in context. You're like, what in the world is happening? I literally had no idea. I thought that was just all Hermie. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Well, the more you know. Right. Um, and then let's uh, finally, before we get into some new stuff here, let's just run down the card quick of what happened. Um, and then we'll talk about some new news. And then I'm sure we have notes to talk about um, during the show. Yes, we did. Did you mention? Oh, go ahead. Um, first up, we saw Samoa Joe defeat Jay Lethal in his uh, TNA debut. Three minutes, 34 seconds. Yeah, pretty cool uh, to see. Uh, a, young a, ass Jay Lethal. I was just gonna say a very young Jay Lethal. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Alex Shelley defeated Matt Bentley three minutes fifty seconds. Rhino defeated Joe Doring in one minute forty eight seconds. And then finally, in the main event, before the promo thing at the end with Jarrett and the Sting music and all that, Team Three D defeated the Diamonds in the Rough, which in this case was David Young and Alex Skipper and Simon Diamond was ringside in 11 minutes and four seconds. I'm wondering if Simon Diamond's really just a manager at this point. It's very, he has not wrestled a lot. I know he, I know he was involved in the Raven thing, but that was like a handicap. But that was even, yeah. So. Anyway, yeah, so pretty interesting. I mean, that card sounds pretty light, but it was still solid show nonetheless yeah yeah it, it was good um and the couple couple random debuts were leading toward um final resolution it's pretty exciting stuff uh, so let's talk about just a few notes i don't have a lot here before the show and really there's not a ton during the show either um we actually get and i'll just tell you right now we have a light couple weeks um of notes which is I'm not, honestly I'm not going to complain we get to enjoy these shows a little bit more um, to start off, Bob, we talked recently 
about Samoa Joe apparently being unhappy about Sting's um, the money that Sting's making. And it was reported that he was one of the people who was very upset that Sting was making $500,000. And I'm just triple checking my notes here. Yeah, so we have an update on the situation um, that I scrolled too far and now I have to go back to it. Okay, uh, this is from Brian Alvarez. Uh, some notes on the Samojo situation. Joe was on the PPH radio show last week. Zach Arnold posted a note shortly thereafter, in, which read in part, quote, In regards to reports this week, the Wrestling Observer and Figure Four Weekly regarding Samoa Joe and TNA, Joe is denying the validity of the reports. And this is, of course, about him being upset about the sting in TNA. Uh, he's also renegotiating a new deal with TNA as we speak. Already? I guess so. Maybe he had a short-term deal, and it's time to time to step it up. Uh, maybe. I, would they expect him to be like, yeah, I am pissed about Sting making more money? No. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Get uh, out of here. And Alvarez says he hasn't heard the interview as of press time, but if Joe denied being upset about Sting's $500,000 deal, well, what else could he say? Um, and he kind of talks a little bit more about it, and now he goes on to reiterate that nobody made anything up joe has since claimed that he asked for a raise at the last set of tapings and they said yes and that everything is fine and for all he knows as of today or as of this um posting um that is the case so it kind of i think got blown out of proportion the way it was reported but everything's fine joe's just getting a new deal and there you go so that's that's that is kind of interesting to me that this guy has been here since June. So let's say six months. Yep. Asks for a raise and gets it. That's a that's a dangerous precedent to set. Well, I think it is, but I also think that Joe has certainly proven himself here. Oh, absolutely. No, I agree. and the fans like immediately gripped on to him. He's and got think, some leverage, too. And I think TNA saw that. I mean, how can you not? Yeah. I um, mean, I, I'm, I'm sure TNA's, con- like, these contracts are probably year to year. I mean, there's no way that they're locking up Samoa Joe for, hey, here's five years. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I mean, it's got to be renewals every year. Right. And, unless you're, like, AJ or something. Right. AMW, maybe. Um. So uh, Spike TV sent out a press release this past weekend to hype up this New Year's Eve or New Year's Day special. Um, I will say, well, that doesn't say this. It doesn't spoil the match, I don't think. Okay, it does not spoil the match. So we can, but this was released before it happened anyway. So even if it did, then I think that it's fine. Anyways. Believe it or not, Spike TV sent out a press release this past weekend to hype up the New Year's Eve deal. Quote, this double dose of TNA action starts off at 8 p.m. Eastern on New Year's Eve with a primetime showing of Impact. NWA World Champion Jeff Jarrett will team up with the alpha male Monty Brown for some tag team action. The ruthless X-Division champion Samojo will be in action. And in the main event. Uh, I, I guess this is it's kind of our main event for our next episode, uh, Bob. Yeah. So if it's a spoiler, sorry, guys, but I'm just reading the notes here. Um, and in the main event, 
The phenomenal AJ Styles will battle one half of the NWA Tag Team Champions, Cowboy James Storm. And he's also being noted that we will be reliving some of the most impactful moments of the year with a special look back at TNA in 2005. Um, And they kind of talk about some of those moments that we're going to see, but we're going to watch that show uh, next week. And we'll we'll be seeing them. Um, And then, of course, at midnight, um, kick off the new year. It's uh, Christian Cage. He's going to help us kick off the new year and witness the official announcement that will change the face of DNA wrestling in 2006. Oh, fuck. And so they're going to, they're going to, okay. So that to me is telling me they're going to announce Sting is signed, but maybe Sting not necessarily show up. That's what I'm thinking. And then also the very first match of wrestling in 2006, a championship will be decided. It says, make your resolution now to start your new year right with the intense action that only TNA can deliver. So pretty interesting. Well, yeah. And well, and one of those things too, like the, the Jarrett Mountie Brown match. So they don't say who they're wrestling. So that probably means they're just going to beat people up like uh, enhance. I would have, that's what it sounds like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A championship will be decided. I like if the way Jeff Jarrett is on the special, I'm going to freaking bash something. He's the first match of 2006. Yeah. Well, you know, his ego. He's right. he's gotta be something he's gotta do. Of course. Um, okay, just a couple more things here, and then we're gonna be getting into today's episode of Impact. Uh to and I scrolled too far again. I keep doing this. Uh TNA's turning point pay-per-view on December eleventh looks to have done about thirty-five thousand buys based on early estimates. As figured here, it was up eighty percent from the very disappointing numbers pulled by Genesis. And will end up about the same level as Bound for Glory. They still aren't showing any growth from that level they hit when they first started on FSN more than a year ago. But a second number, like November number, would have been cause for some major concern. So, we're up again. So, that's not a bad thing. That's not bad. 35000 for Turning Point? That's not bad. Right. For TNA. Yeah. Um, TNA got another round of uh, publicity over the AJ Prininsky stuff yeah. because he just signed a new three-year contract for the fif- for fifteen million dollars uh, total with the term with the White Sox. Um, in virtually all of the stories in the Chicago media, they noted his recent participation in TNA, and he talked at the press conference about wrestling. He said, "Quote: I don't think the White Sox put a no wrestling clause in my contract, so I'm good there." I'm 1-0 as a wrestler. Don't forget that. So he's kind of... Yeah, but he didn't wrestle. Hey, man. He's 1-0. He was a, he was a manager. 1-0. Dale Tor- Torborg is 1-0. Yeah, I know. It's kind of weird, right? Uh, and my last note for you, Bob. It is not definite yet, but still considered probable of doing a primetime special on February 13th. And that's because the Monday WWE is not airing Raw because of the dog show. So they're thinking about doing a taped episode ahead of time, like a usual impact, but more loaded, or doing a best of show airing the best matches in company history, which Dave says he would strongly argue against. (laughs) Don't, yeah, don't do that. Just load it up. I think it's uh, why not? They might as well. Dude, if they, if they, no way, dude. If they do a, if they do that, where it's just like best of, 
that be a mistake. Yeah, I agree. Um, but that's all of our notes uh, before we get into this episode of Impact. We have a few more. We'll talk about during the show. Nothing, nothing. Uh, at least not that I remember. Nothing crazy. But hey, you never know what we're going to shoot at you during during these episodes of Impact. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. Well, then I guess it's time to get into the Christmas Eve special episode of Impact. The uh, approximate runtime for this is 42 minutes and 59 seconds. I'm going to count down from three. When I say play, that's when we're going to hit the play button. If you want to watch along with us, head over to Impact Plus or find it in your own personal collection. Will TNA drop off a nice present for us this week? Or will it be a lump of coal? This is one way to find out. So here we go. Three, two, oh, one. Play. This is TNA, Bob. You do that every single time. I don't know how else to start. It just, that's what it says. Just silence. Just shut your mouth. No, that's sad. Enjoy the show. People need to know that we are, in fact, watching TNA. Ugh. I'm, I'm you know what? I'm not even going to watch it. I'm going to watch On Patrol Live on Peacock. Get out of here. Fuck it. Um, during this intro here, we're seeing highlights. Look, at there's there's uh, Shannon Moore. We're talking yeah, about Game Moore. He wasn't there for that segment. No, no, he was not. Why they splice it in like that? I don't know. Um, there was an episode of Explosion that was taped during this taping, and it aired on December 30th, 2005, where Shannon Moore defeated Cassidy Riley. Oh, man. See, I'd rather them push Cassidy Riley than a guy like Shannon Moore. Not enough. This is such a better opening. Dude, this opening is so good. And it's still, like, fairly recent. Like, yeah, this is good. This is, like, the TNA that I remember. I love the fist punching the Impact logo. Happy holidays from the Impact Zone. Tracy, meet me under the mistletoe. Uh Uh-oh. Wow. We are getting wild here in the Impact Zone on Christmas Eve. TNA just said, is Sting coming to TNA? I don't know, um, TNA. It sounds pretty fucking obvious to me. Oh, boy, dude. Santa Claus is here. And Tracy, Santa's little helper. Is that Matt Bentley? I don't know. I think that's Matt Bentley. Yeah, it's it's Matt Bentley. It's got to be. Don West says, if that's what all of the Santa's little helpers look like, I'm taking a trip to the North Pole. I wish it was Trinity. I miss Trinity. I do, too. Oh, of course, she's got a candy cane. Yeah, she's got to be sucking on a candy cane. And then she's got to jump. You should be jumping with a candy cane in your mouth. You jump. Uh-oh. Santa dropped his hat, dude. And she was bending over to get it, and now Christian Cage is coming out for some reason. <sighs> Interrupted. They didn't even say anything. I bet Tracy was bending over to get Santa's hat in front of Santa, and all of a sudden Christian Cage is like, I'm coming out now. 
Yeah, the championship committee took notice of Christian Cage beating Bobby Roode. Is he going to beat oh. up Santa? Wait, he said, I got to get right to it. I know you're busy. I know. Oh, he's fighting Chris Harris tonight. Oh. He said, I know you're busy. I'm busy, and so are you. To Santa Claus. Did you forget where I live or something? He it's not that. Christmas yet. I was just going to say. Oh, he's going to become the world heavyweight champion. Maybe he's missing <sighs> something. Maybe he doesn't look the part. What can he do to look more like the world heavyweight champion? He said, I know some of the things I sent on my wish list were a little outdated, but could you, do you have all my presents? Santa's not wearing white gloves, which is kind of weird to me. I don't want to touch Santa's bare hands. Is it a replica belt? Oh, he's got a gift. It's literally wrapped up and everything. Oh, my God. Christian is tearing this gift open. He can't open it. It's good-ass wrapping paper. Oh, my God. It's a pair of white pants, Bob. Like Jeff Jarrett, he wears white pants all the time. That's so funny. Oh, my God. White pants, just like Jeff Jarrett wears. You can't knock the white pants, man. Where did you find these in 1985? He's putting them over his current pants, which is even funnier. I think he should have just taken his pants off in the middle of the ring. and. Yeah, I feel like he wasn't going to do that. No, but... His other jeans are big enough. How's he going to get these on? Oh, he stopped and he's looking at... What did you just say? Nice, nice globe. Nice globes. Oh, globes. Wow, he actually got them on. I'm pretty impressed. See, but he doesn't look bad in the white pants. No, he doesn't. He, they're knocking white pants, and people look good in white pants, dude. Those are probably his actual white pants. <laughs> now, only if I had a catchy slogan. A, real, a, catch, a catchphrase to connect with the people. Who's oh, that? He's got oh, a shirt. I ro- oh. Is it a new shirt? You can buy a TNA merch? TNA shop? Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, don't piss me off. That's a WWF shirt. Yeah, it's literally. Oh my god, he oh, put he's the glasses. Up his it's got the WWF logo on it and everything, dude. Like that's yeah, a legit. Dude. Look, don't piss me off. And he's got the wig on, which looks like Jared's hair. Wow, that's money. And he's got like, the construction glasses on too, dude. D- they're chanting double C instead of double J. That's actually really funny, and I never thought about that. I know I'm really lacking talent, and I know I can't beat anybody on my own. He's ripping Jeff Jarrett to shreds here. You know, young Christian Cage, Santa's got to run. Because I got things to do, and he looks at Tracy. But Santa will leave you with this. 
What's in the bag? Christian asked for a helper, by the way. What if he super kicks Christian Gage right now? It's not bad Bentley, so. Oh my god. It's a little tiny guitar. It's like a ukulele painted like Jared's guitar. That's hilarious. He goes, actually, I got a question. Is this what a world heavyweight champion is supposed to look like? Yeah. Do I look like a complete jackass? You look great. It is the top. Oh, here we go. We're strutting. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Jeffrey is pissed. Here comes Double J. The alpha male led the charge here. Oh, no, he's getting beat up bad. Double clothesline? No, Christian Cage ducks. He holds against the ropes, and he struts again. Rolls out of the ring. Gets away from Jarrett and the alpha male. Oh, my God. Bob, the music is playing. The lights are out. He ain't coming out. Holy shit. Holy shit. He's got a jacket! Nothing. Christian Cage versus Chris Harris is the main event tonight. That could be good. Up next, Christopher Daniels versus Eric Young. Well, Bob, speaking of Sting, it's being reported that uh, he may end up making his first TV appearance at the January 3rd tapings. So there's that. We'll see. We just talked about hopefully that is not the case, but. Yeah, I'm hoping that. Shane Douglas is interviewing Christopher Daniels here. Look at the bottom of the screen, Bob. Next Saturday, 8 p.m. New Year's Eve special. Daniel says he never took the easy road in his career. One battle behind me and a thousand more to go. He's probably got hell to look forward to with all the choices he's made. Knowing my past, knowing my future. Asking you, Samoa Joe, what's the worst thing that you can do to me? Give me a muscle buster if you're ready. Choke me out if you're willing. Reach into my chest and tear out my heart if you're able. Because at final resolution, I will take the things that matter most to you and I will shatter them all. He's going to end his winning streak. He's going to take back the X Division title. And that... Is gospel. Okay, there you go, dude. Bad promo. No, I think that might be is a, uh, our first time hearing about this official match now. Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe, final resolution. Here comes Eric Young with Scott Demore. If you notice, Eric Young is afraid of his own pyro now. Yeah. yeah. All right, indie notes since uh, Dallas shamed yes. me into doing this. I, you uh, Chris, know, I do got to say, on on Twitter, we did get some people who were upset 
um, that you didn't want to do them last week. So that's not even true because that episode isn't released yet when we uh, Bob. Um, so December <laughs> December sixteenth at Pro Wrestling Grills, astonishing Xmas. Chris Sabin. Frankie Kazarian, Rocky Romero, and TJ Perkins defeated Alex Kozlov, B-Boy, Christopher Daniels, and Petey Williams. And then the next night on December 17th, that final battle, uh, Jay Lethal won a four-corner survival over BJ Whitmer, Christopher Daniels, and Samoa Joe. That is a pretty big win for Mr. Jay Lethal. Wow. Um, since this is a, an X Division match here, because Daniel's involved, I'm going to just give you a couple notes relating to X Division stars that I don't think we're seeing on today's show. Are we, uh, you're classifying Eric Young as X Division? Um, strictly because Daniel's in this match, I am. Okay, so if it was Daniel's against Abyss, we're going to say X Division because of Daniel's? I, I'd say, well, since Daniel's is in this and he's in the X Division, I'm going to tell you some X Division notes. Okay, actually. Well- Oh, fuck you, dude. It is X Division because here comes Alex Shelley. Yeah, but he's got a camera. He's just filming. Yeah, but this is perfect because my first note is about Alex Shelley. Because he was interviewed on IWRWrestling.com. And really, the most interesting thing that he has to say here. um, Well, hold on. I'll rewind because he does actually talk a little bit of other things I'm seeing again here. But uh, he does. He gets asked how working for TNA on television is different from working indies. Um, oh, and here's Shannon Moore, the Prince of Punk. He says, on the Indies, fans come to see action up close and personal. On TV, you're being broadcast all over the world. You need to carry and position yourself differently. If you get, if you want to get your personality across, you better amplify that uh, the shit out of it. Otherwise, you come across as Vinny Vanilla. And then he's also asked, what do you do with all those videotapes each week? Or uh, do you keep them or just TNA? Or do you tape over them? He apparently refused to reveal the secret and would not say what he does with the recordings of matches. I'm going to guess that he doesn't have any tapes in there. Um, I think he probably does, but I guarantee he tapes over them. I would imagine. I don't, if, he, if he is actually recording, yeah. Right. <clears throat> Um, my other note, because, oh, look, X Division needs to get punked, and Don Harris, our favorite, is trying to get him out. Dude, can we just mention real quick how lucky we are that they never won the tag team titles? I'm personally shocked that they never I mean, won yeah. Especially in the Asylum years. Dude. Come on. How do you not? Your boys with Jeff Jarrett, how does he not? How do they not yeah. win the titles? Yeah. Uh, there's apparently uh, plans to attempt to break Saban. Out of the X-Pack, which, Dave says, is a play on words, considering that there is now plans for Sean Waltman to be returning. TNA is trying to get a full report out of the Doubletree Hotel to make sure there wasn't some sort of mistaken identity in the report that they got regarding Waltman. So they're trying to break out Saban from the X-Division? Correct. They're mentioning... Our special time slot next week again. 8 p.m. and then join us at midnight. And guys, we are covering both those shows. We will be covering the first on New Year's Eve. And yes, the New Year's Day special will be dropping at midnight on New Year's Day. 
Which I guess, Bob, we could we should mention now while we mention that as Angel's Wings gets hit on Eric Young. Hold on. What the fuck? And that's a three okay. count. Okay, I was not expecting a clean win. Nope, not with Alex Shelley and Shannon Moore being out here. No. Uh, but I want to mention that, that should show you. I guess that probably shows us where like Daniel stands here with TNA. That was a pretty uh, yeah. dominant win there. Yeah, over absolutely. a guy in Team Canada. Angels Wings. Um, on that New Year's Day special, so the one that drops at uh, at midnight, well, the one that they air at midnight and that we're going to drop at midnight, um, we will also be doing our year in review before we watch the first match of 2006 because it is a shorter episode of Impact, so we will be doing a little recap for you as well. It's a two-in-one. Oh, speaking of Chris Saban, he's fighting Abyss tonight. Ah, damn it. I didn't know. I did not see his name when I looked at the card, or else I would have waited on that note. Uh, sure looks like there's no way that Saban's winning. Oh, it's <laughs> literally right there. Dude, it's literally right here in front of me, and I totally didn't even see it. Yeah, that sounds about right. Typical Dallas. Not paying attention. I don't know, dude. Final resolutions live January 15th. Final resolution, a pay-per-view that I almost bought and then didn't. Bullet Bob Armstrong standing by here. BG James and Kip James here. He was very disappointed because they all had a talk. We thought they had it all together as a tight-knit family. Something that's broken can always be fixed. Three oh, live crew. No. no, this team, four live crew could be the team in 2006. Yeah, but there's no longer four live James, crew. BG James says, this can't be fixed. You saw him hit me. I separated you and your brothers from fighting each other. In the end, weren't you family? Oh, Conan is not here, but truth is, he thinks that killings will listen to him. Take it easy for just a little while. Go get coffee or something. He's going to talk the truth. He just called Shane Douglas Sean. <laughs> he just said, thank you, Sean. Oh, my God. And then walked off. <laughs> that is so funny. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> what an old guy. That's such an old guy thing to do. Here comes the monster abyss. Um, all right. Let's see if Abyss has got an indie note here. And he does. Two of them. All right. So December 16th for Ring of Glory, the Great Commission, which is a Vince Russo show. Uh, AJ Styles defeated Abyss in a dark match. Uh, not that that show was necessarily televised, so I don't know how that is dark, but whatever. Uh, December 17th. <laughs> For NWA Central States, deal with the steel too. Mark Sterling, not the lawyer, Mark Sterling. He retained the NWA Kansas heavyweight title in a ladder match against Abyss. Oh, wow. So I, that's interesting because I didn't think, I guess I forgot where those Vince Russo uh, Ring of Glory shows fell. So we're, we're there now. Yep. Oh, my <clears throat> God. Jim Mitchell is wearing a yellow suit. 
Yeah, that's a good look for him. That's a okay. That's gross. It's like mustard. I don't okay. like that at all. Uh, I like Chris the purple Saban. and the red. Yeah, Chris Saban on December seventeenth, uh, wrestled Jimmy Jacobs for the IWA Mid South Heavyweight Championship at IWA Mid South's Big Ass Christmas Bash, and he won, but by disqualification. Which is kind of funny because IWA Mid South historically does not have disqualifications, but apparently it, they do now. So. Bob, I don't want to be that guy. Um, you said Ring of Glory was not televised, but you could buy the DVD on Amazon right now for eleven ninety nine. Right. So when I say when I say televised, I mean like on television. It like actual like, television? Yeah, it was probably recorded for like a DVD release, but it's not on well, so pay-per-view. Now, I don't know. Well, they had two shows, so we can figure out real easy which one it is. Okay, it's this one. Uh, I'm looking quickly here down the card. Yeah, so if you notice, if you, I don't know, if you, you probably don't have the card in front of you, but... Um, just some other matches that happened that you will mention at some point. Elix Skipper and David Young had a dark match. AJ Styles and Abyss did. And then Jarrett and BG James also did. And I want to point out, they're all TNA stars in the dark match. Right. That is because we've heard recently that uh, you essentially can't put TNA guys on your pay-per-view or your DVD release. Is it DVD? Because Ring of Honor still had them on their DVD releases. Well, is it? I thought it was DVDs too, but and it's got to. It, it's definitely pay per view. They cannot DVD. I think they can. They should be fine DVD wise. Mm, okay, well, uh, Abyss just slammed Chris Saban against the steel steps, and Dave Hebner is out here again, looking at this match. Tanae goes, "Is he on the payroll? He is wearing a TNA Impact shirt." Doubleheader next Saturday, Bob. Do you think the um, the Great Commission Ring of Glory show is good? I'm going to say no. Is there, like, a guy playing the devil on it or no? I I don't know. I thought maybe there'd be like a, a wrestler's. But now I'm wondering if it'd make a really good bonus episode or not. I'm not fucking watching that. Okay. I guess you'll have to ride solo on that. You're I serious. No, I watch no Ring of Glory. You know damn well Glenn Gilberti's on those shows. Let me check again. Abyss is beaten down on uh, Saban. And, of course, he's very taped up still because this is the taping still after the Barbar Massacre match. A neck vice. Yeah, Glenn Gilberti's on the show. Yeah, fucking course he is. <laughs> you want to know? Mike Sanders? Yeah. yeah. Of course he is. You want to know the card? <laughs> As Abyss is continually beating down on Chris <laughs> Saban here. Goes for a big boot. Saban insecurity. Hold on, Saban might be making a comeback here. He might win. Saban to the apron. Drop kick. Missing to the corner. Okay. Um, 
Bull Buchanan versus Rodney Mack with Jazz. Eric Watson, Mike Sanders versus D'Lo Brown and Glenn Gilberti. Matt Heisen versus Mark Jindrak. Kevin Northcutt versus Six Pac. Stairway to Heaven four-way ladder match. Air Paris, Saul Renaro, Jimmy Rave, and CJ Summers. Jazz versus Rain. And then, of course, the rest of the dark matches that we discussed already. I don't think it sounds that bad. Yeah, but are those dark matches on the DVD? I don't know. I tried to just go on YouTube. I will continue this search later. If I find this, we are watching it. You Going said for you that buy tornado on- DT? Black Hole Slam. You, you could buy it on eBay or Amazon? I found it on Amazon. Eleven ninety nine. That's it. Abyss got the pin after the Black Hole Slam. I don't think Saban's breaking out of the X Division anytime soon after that one. Probably not. Okay, I'll give you credit, though. If the dark matches aren't on it, we're probably not going to watch it because there's not really a lot of TNA crossover. But Yeah, there's like nothing. So. Ring okay, of well, Glory. I don't see anything on here. Ring of Glory Wrestling. That's what I just did. Global Impact. I'm just getting, like, fucking wrestling. Why are we seeing videos of Dut, Diamond, and Shark Boy from, like, months ago in India? What the world? This is, like, from wicked long ago. What are we doing? I could literally get it Wednesday, Bob. We're recording on a Sunday, just for reference here, guys. But I want to see the match. I want to see what's on it. And it doesn't say. Someone someone in 2016 left a review. Damn horrible. One star. Wow. Just wow. Trash. Isn't it a sin to pretend you're, you're God, by the way? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I found it on eBay for $9.11. Can you okay. see the back of can you see the back of it? Oh, on this one I can. Okay. Uh, Ron Killings is making his way down to the ring now, by the way. Oh look at this. Someone someone's review from 2007. Kenny King is Ron Killings' opponent here. That's cool. Not his debut. We've seen him, but uh one star or no, sorry, two stars. Ring of question mark as Kenny King goes right after Ron Killings here. Ring of Glory, the only DVD release ever. Uh, what to say? It's not that great. It has some dumb matches and, like, two good matches. Rain vs. Jazz was decent for a women's dream match. And four-way ladder match was best. It is worth the cheap price that all I got to say. So buy it for God's sake. It's only two bucks and three shipping. Only five bucks. You get three hours. Can't beat that. You want me to read the back of this or what? Yeah. Okay, so there comes a time when a wrestling show simply isn't just a wrestling show. Oh, my God. There comes a time when it isn't just about outstanding athleticism, unique showmanship, layered storylines, intriguing characters, or even water cooler controversy, but rather about heart struggle in the very beginning of the men and women who perform, or the very being of the men and women who perform. You see, sometimes it isn't just about the show. Sometimes it's about life. Ring of Glory's The Great Commission was just that. On that very night, wrestlers didn't just win or lose, but some had their lives transformed forever. 
Something happened that night, something that is hard for many to even comprehend. And it went further than just the athletes competing on the show. On this night, those in attendance saw their very nature changed. How? You'd have to experience it yourself to understand. But it was real. Very real. Wow. Um, over that fantastic description of a show, um, which now I feel like I have to buy the DVD. Um, Ron Killing hit the axe kick after a be- also a beautiful missile drop kick on Kenny King to get the win. Bob Armstrong is out here now. Ron Killings does not want to hear what he has to say. And the music just plays, and Bob Armstrong looks sad, like a sad dad. Oh, and Bob Armstrong just walks away. Ron Killings says he's done. Up next, the Impact Main Event. Let me get our final notes here out of the way. Uh, Terry Taylor on Wrestling Weekly with Les, Les Thatcher and uh, Doc Young admitted that he was conflicted when he heard the idea about Sting coming in. He said, yes, they were going to hook some casual fans with him, but at the same time, how could you promote him while trying to put over your young stars? Uh, he said he was very happy with TNA and wouldn't leave for $200,000 a year. He claimed house shows for TNA were in the works. And then finally, my last note of today's show is that Team 3D was willing to come to the... This is about all Japan, before I say the whole thing. Team 3D was willing to come to the January tour. They were originally booked on the tour. Uh, When they found out TNA was taping on January 3rd, they were told the office that they were willing to come from January 4th to January 8th at a lower rate and just miss the two shows. They never heard back, and at this point, they don't know what the future is with their the, the company in Japan. We're seeing a little Raven highlight package here about this whole history about what happened in Canada and Larry Zabisco and all that. Didn't need to see him spit like that. But... Yeah, I didn't like that. No matter who he's put in front of me, I pummeled him. You're staying here, you're going through hell. Emotionally, it hurts a lot, but the physical part doesn't bother him. Oh, it's a Dizabisco on the wall. He was in a straight jacket. Oh, there it is again. Oh, they're talking about the girlfriend thing again. What the fuck? Every is time the girlfriend, girlfriend is mentioned, Raven goes crazy. Who is the girlfriend, Bob? I don't think we're ever going to know. I don't think so either. So it is written, so it shall come to pass. Maybe the most unwanted. That's that's rude. Here comes Chris Harris, the Wildcat, with Gail Kim and James Storm by his side. Looking like an absolute superstar. Oh, he's going right down west. Beat him up, Chris. Harris, Harris better go over. Well, James Storm is doing the face, so. Yeah, but he's not direct. 
I know. Oh my it's god, a, it's the Joker. I know, but do you think that James Storm gets involved and then Cage just pins Storm? Oh wow. <laughs> that would be funny. I would do that if I was the Listen, booker. I'd be like Storm, you're I, taking the fall, even though you're not in it. And then this guy makes fun of fucking Jeff Jarrett, and look what he's wearing. Well, yeah. Um, and listen, I know Eric Bischoff like likes to talk about the boo-boo face thing. I don't know actually how accurate we've noticed it. We joke about it a lot, but I don't actually know how accurate it's been. Dude, yeah. dude no, there was a time when so we found out about this while we were watching the asylum shows. And there were several weeks. There, where okay, we in the asylum there was, was a couple. Losing. Yeah. <clears throat> I doubt that he would have a boo-boo face for a match that he's not I know, directly I know. involved. It was a joke. I know, but I'm just saying, right? I, I, I doubt but if he did, it'd be pretty funny. It would be maybe the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Be, oh man, my friend's losing. I'm I'm mad. This is a big match for Chris Harris. Yeah, I mean, he had um, singles matches with Jared, oh. obviously Styles, Raven. But I know when you think about it, uh, Harris has had some pretty big matches. Okay, so James Storm grabbed the foot of Christian Cage before the match really, really got going here, and the referee's kicking Gail Kim and him out already. Oh, that's the boo boo face then. Come on, Harris. Shoulder block by Cage. Damn it. Going we got 10 minutes and yeah. 11 seconds left in the show, so this is going to probably get some decent time. That is, that's a decent amount, yeah. Get her. Ooh, oh, nice clothesline by Harris. Sorry about your... Well, I thought Gail Kim was kicked out, too, but it looks like just James Storm got kicked out. Yeah, I, I thought it was just Storm because he's the only one that got involved. Well, yeah, but I feel like the then you don't want to risk it. You just get rid of them all. No, because then, then you're just assuming that she's going to get involved. That opens up to potential lawsuits and filing protests. One, two. Here's with a two count after a double axe handle. He wants to send a message to Christian Cage. Going for a suplex here. Stalling vertical suplex by Harris. And. Delay, 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 delay down. Season's greetings from TNA Wrestling, Danae saying. Look at that handlebar mustache. That's a heel, dude. You gotta boo a guy with a handlebar mustache. I feel like there's very few people who can pull off a handlebar mustache. Chris Harris can pull it off. I agree with that. Especially when he's, when he's got his whole gear on coming out. He looks like a badass. He looks like a fucking badass. When he's got the handcuffs and everything, it's like, oh my Dude, god, the handcuffs fucking yeah. kick my ass. Well, left arm Larry goes for a cover. Christian Cage kicks out. Rudy Charles is like, sorry, dude. 
holding Cage against the ropes, kicking him right in the midsection. Wait, he didn't even stand up. Referee should probably just stop the match. The face of TNA changes forever in 2006. Oh, look at Gail Kim getting involved after Christian Cage was dropped on that middle rope. She was choking him while the referee's back was turned. Oh, yes. Jack the Jackie Gata situation. Don West wants answers to that, and so do I. Have we uh, mentioned about her Twitter thing on here? No. You know, I don't remember if we mentioned it on last week's episode or not. We might have. Uh, if we fucking cocaine or crack or whatever. Holy shit. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I there's if we, we don't we don't her, know. We don't yeah, know. Alleged here. We're speculating. But I was I was I mean, so we just recently saw the debut of Jackie Gata. Um and then we see this video of her selling ring gear and I was stunned. I sent it to Bob, and I was just like, "Is I mean, it's you couldn't even tell if." And someone on Twitter was like, "If you were going to give me a million dollars to say who this was, I would have never guessed that it was Jackie Gata." Yeah, I don't. That's yeah. So <clears throat> the the video is her claiming that two skirts that she had, one was on TV, and one was just house shows, live events. But she's selling them, but she's acting so erratic, and she looks dreadful that. She probably needs money for fucking crystal meth or something. Well, I'm the thing I don't like about when people are in a bad spot in their life is like someone is helping them exploit the issues here instead of helping them. Yeah. Like she needs help. She doesn't need someone to take videos and post them on the internet to be like, hey, I'm posting, (coughs) um, I'm selling stuff. Like help her. Yeah. Frog Splash by Christian Cage here. He missed. Chris Harris went for the cover. And Cage kicks out. So anyways, my short version is that I hope uh, Jackie Yeda gets some help. Because I was really surprised. Yeah, and I hope that she sells the ring gear. The what? The ring gear that she was... It was on eBay, dude. I mean, you could. I found the listings. It was on eBay. Oh, and there it was, was it, actually. And there was images of her wearing it. I mean, it's legit. It's definitely her gear. Yeah, but is Jackie Gata in that state going to yeah. actually, like, go to the post office, ship it out? If someone's helping her to, I don't know. Anyways, Chris Harris has the handcuffs wrapped around his knuckles, goes for it. Christian Cage ducks. That was after, by the way. Uh, Christian Cage hits a reverse DDT. Um, that was after he countered the unprettier. Oh, she's got oh, a bunch oh. of stuff. Yeah. The referee just saw saw the knuckles. Yes. Now I know that you're a TNA collector. As Storm just waffled Cage. Yeah. Um, she is selling her bra. N- no. That... No. What? I'm not buying that. She, well, I'm just saying she's selling her bra that it that was like on that 
TNA poster thing that you have. She's not in a bra on that. What are you talking about? Show me the picture. Hang on a minute. I gotta find it again. Okay. Went for a cover there. It looks like Storm. That is not the poster I have, but that is a very famous TNA. I know what that image is. That's okay. Well, then you can buy it. I'm not buying the bra. It's only Unless it's the bra from this Jerry angle, I don't want it. It's only $227.39. No. Catatonic. Oh God, they have the video of her on this eBay thing. Well, they're trying to show it's her, but... Catatonic hmm. countered on Prettier. Storm up on the apron. Why is the referee oh. keeping him out here? Oh, my God. Harris just got thrown into the crotch of James Storm. On Prettier. Rolls him over. Three. Wow. Christian Cage wins. That's nice. Uh, Jarrett goes right after Christian Cage here. Oh, my God. Jarrett is destroying Christian Cage here in the middle of the ring. Oh, threw him chest first on the ropes. Christian was able to slip out. Christian says, I'm going to be champion. Here comes Matthew oh, Brown. Says, no, my brain. Oh, right from behind. Are we going to get Sting's music again? Probably. Or Team 3D because they're part of the whole group here. And if Jarrett and Monty Brown could fight Team 3D next week, that's a pretty big New Year's Eve match. Yeah, well, we're just, we're probably wishing for that, but that's probably not going to happen. It's probably going to be like, uh, oh, Buck Cormier and Lex LeVette. I know. Oh, Christian Cage, it's slammed down, chest first on the steel. Okay, Monty Brown is beating the crap out of him. Uh-oh, Jarrett's got a chair. Oh, did it break the table? No. Damn it. No. Never breaking. I feel like you could drive a truck into that table, and then that table still will not go down. Absolutely. Because the way that it sounded of him hitting it, like that sounds like it hurts. <clears throat> Chair shots, the back of uh, Christian. Chris Harris is hanging out in the ring. Sting is back. He's not, though. He's not there. Already. He's not. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Not even Christmas yet, Jeff. What a heel. God. Not saying happy holidays. Right. Where is Team 3D right now? I hope oh my God. for Sting's music hits. Oh. Holy shit. America's Most Wanted Irish whipped it, um, Christian Cage so that Monty Brown could hit the pounce, and he pounced almost, he flew almost into Galkem. Christian has no friends. This is what this proves. Mm-hmm. And you know what's next. Uh-oh. The most look, at, look at that title. The stroke on the belt. And oh. Oh, he's dead. My God, we'll see you next Saturday. New Year's Eve, 8 p.m. Wow. And we go off the air. Bob, what do you think about that episode of Impact? 
And that was a super average impact. So thumbs up. I, well, yeah, I mean, I can't give it down. That's right, baby. Another thumbs up for the good guys. Oh, super average. I thought it was good, though. It is average. There wasn't, like, anything crazy in it. I like the Santa stuff. Santa's good. He that can. was dumb. <laughs> they got to do some holiday bullshit, okay? It's, like, literally Matt Bentley. In a, out of it was not Matt had, Bentley. It was Matt Bentley. No. They should have just used Shark Boy, but without Shark Boy, like, the mask. Or whatever. No, they should have done it with the mask, with the wig and stuff. Yeah. That would have been great. Well, anyway, um, I I enjoyed it as well because uh, his impact. Of course, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. I said it was average. Well, I I think you enjoyed it, and so did I. No, you're you're speculating again, and you're just assuming and putting words in my mouth. And this is a good time that um, Bob's going to tell everyone he has officially purchased the Jackie Gata bra. No. Yeah, I can't. Number one, I don't even want to know what that like smells like at this point. It probably has. Stop! You're done. You're done. We're stopping that right now. I'm just saying. You're lucky. I I marked this shit as explicit. Not there's probably a stench attached to it. Like look, look. This is John Moxley after he gets a whiff of Jackie Gates' fucking skirt. Look at this. Okay. Anyway. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed that episode, just like we did, or I did. Um, but next week is our New Year's uh, New Year's Eve special, and then uh, literally we're going to drop that. We, I've been dropping them all at midnight. So then in literally 24 hours later, the New Year's Day special will be released as well. And that will be also a recap of all of 2005. We'll do... Um, just how we've done every year. And we'll kind of talk about our favorite moments and everything throughout the year. I can't wait. I'm so excited. That's all I got. Oh, okay. Send us home, man. I'm ready for uh, the New Year's Eve special. Yeah, join us next week for the final episode of Impact of 2005. So until then, for Dallas, Greeley, I am Bob Clinton Jr. And this has been the TNA Cross the Line Podcast.